Broadcasting live from the studio of Eloquent in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Now more than ever, this is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question: If your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Today's featured brand absolutely is leaving their audience wanting more. We're going to go up to Western Massachusetts and Greylock Federal Credit Union. Just a multi-dimensional, elegant, beautiful brand. When I have someone that says, hey, we'll be on the show, first thing I do, like everybody else, I check out their website, I check it on my phone, I check it on my iPad Pro, and I check it on my MacBook Pro, which is connected to the 50-inch monitor here in the studio. Folks, just go take a look at I always say, hey, their website is embedded right there in the episode description. I'm encouraging you, just go take a look at, at how they've got this website arranged. And I, I hate to overuse the word elegant, but it's the word that just comes to mind when I see it. It's just functional and elegant and just a full-service financial brand. And so we're going to have the privilege of talking to the conductor of that great live performance each and every day, one John Bissell, who's come back home to run Greylock Federal Credit Union. He's got a great story. It's a great interview, and we're looking forward to that here in just a second after the break. You don't want to miss next week's show. We are doing our uh, monthly visit with Coach John Wilkening, the banking coach, and we are find out how to bank like a champion today. John and his team up at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union just continues to exceed expectations and demonstrates the difference, the tremendous chasm that exists between surviving COVID-19 and thriving. And if by this time next year, if we're still on the air, you know, it's been 11 years, you never know. Uh, I hope we're never talking about COVID-19 again. But in fact, it's going to be with us and the ramifications of COVID-19 are going to be with us for a long time. Also, some big news coming up in May. We're going to start a show about the serious business of cannabis banking with our good friend Sunday Seafried. Uh, her show just went bonkers in terms of listens when we had her on, so I'm looking forward to that. And of course, if you were with us last week, our other featured show that's going to be on the Eloquent Online channel, Drop the Mic, the last word in mortgage podcast with our good friend up in Connecticut, Michael Ferraro. And so there's going to be a lot of great stuff. And then on weeks where there may be more than four Fridays in a month, we'll do the usual format like this, visiting with really solid banking professionals and a very kind and generous and forthcoming gentleman, John Bisslin. We're going to get to his interview, and we're going to do it all right after this. For 11 years and over 500 episodes, conference quality information without the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. Hey, John Bissell, welcome to the show. Jason, it's great to be with you today. Thanks for having me. 
uh, collaborated with our IT staff, our marketing staff, our branch folks to figure out how to create a digital pipeline to let uh, community you know, business owners navigate this really difficult process. It was really choppy at the beginning, as you know. Um, the, the great news is the team was able to figure that out, <clears throat> excuse me, and to create a seamless process that ultimately allowed us to help save 40, I'm sorry, to save 4,000 local jobs. And most wow. of those jobs were in, in businesses that had less than 10 employees. So it really made a big, big difference um, that we were able to do that. And I think the community banks in this region also did a great job. In fact, first hit, I met with uh, the presidents of the community banks in this region, and we all just said, look, we're going to go through this thing together. Let's stay together. We compete in the open market, but right now let's do more partners. So we compared notes a lot during the early part of that journey, and, and uh, I even recall the level of stress and strain that existed at the time among business owners and everybody. And uh, it was a difficult time, but I'm grateful that we got through it. And we ultimately issued, uh, in the first couple of rounds of PPP, we issued about $30 million in PPP. Oh, wow. We again saved 4,000 local jobs. Well, that is, a, that is a great story. I talked to you about this in the setup. And, of course, uh, this show, there's no requirement to agree, on, to agree with me when you, when you agree to be on the show. Uh, I think, and this is just my opinion, that credit unions, I think in many cases, yours is obviously the exception, need to do a better job when it comes to small business banking, commercial banking, business banking, this kind of thing. And sometimes I get the sense, looking at the LinkedIn feeds and the social media feeds, it, I feel like it's all about diversity, equity, inclusion, which is not unimportant, but I think sometimes things can get out of balance. The, the, the job of a credit union is to return dividends to the member owners not to facilitate <clears throat> diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, webinars and seminars for the population at large, which are often only attended by other credit union professionals. Um, is, there, is there a danger of that getting out of balance, or do you think the balance right now is okay? So I would like to both strongly agree and disagree with you, if that's okay. So uh, I'll, agree with you. I'll agree with you that job one is to serve our membership. You know, we are not-for-profit financial cooperatives. Uh, the people that we serve own the institution. So we take that very seriously at Greylock. We talk about how our not-for-profit status is something we have to earn every day. And then I think as far as DEI, as far as how a, a credit union or the credit union movement should diversity, equity, and inclusion, in my opinion, um, for, for us to serve our community, I said we have to serve our membership, and actually as a community credit union, our mandate is to be wide open to everyone in this community. And I think historically, um, banks and uh, credit unions have been complicit in not doing that. They've been complicit, and we have been complicit in not being open enough to immigrants, people of color, women business owners, veteran business owners. We have, um, this, the, our financial system is, was designed originally to be exclusive, not inclusive. So if it feels like there's too much focus on DEI, I don't feel that way. I feel like we need a hell of a lot of focus to tip the balance back to being more open. I do agree with you that it can't just be talking points. It can't just be webinars and seminars um, preaching DEI. We have to take action. And at Greylock, we're really trying to do that. 
That means changing our hiring practices, our learning practices, so that we are truly open. And frankly, that is not easy. And if you're hearing, if it looks to you, Jason, like, like people are overdoing it, it's probably just because it takes so much effort to overturn 400 years of structural racism. Well, it's very well stated. And like I said, the, the beauty of this show is we welcome all opinions and points of view, and I appreciate yours and respect it very much. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about in that you guys were so actively involved in everything that happened during the pandemic, what do you want the member owners and the employees to know about the state of the credit union as we move beyond COVID-19? Yeah, thank you for asking that. I, I want the, the community and all of our employees to know and all of our stakeholders to know that, you know, Greylock was strong going into the pandemic. We had the highest levels of capital that we've ever had. We've remained strong through the pandemic. And eventually, when this pandemic recedes, we will actually emerge from it stronger than when we went in. So we were strong on the way in. We're going to be even stronger on the way out. And the reason I'm confident in saying that is I have seen an incredible amount of creativity and innovation from our teams, like nothing we've ever seen before. Uh, we've realized that as a, you know, a $1.4 billion credit union, we tend to make decisions very carefully, very deliberately with tons of data and risk analysis as we should. But in the pandemic, we didn't have the luxury of uh, that scrutiny on every single decision that we made. So we had to learn how to make good decisions more quickly and more nimbly in order to serve the community. We're trying to keep that muscle that we built, keep it strong wow. as we come out the other side. In addition, because of the loyalty of our membership and the incredible resiliency of the communities we serve, our uh, financial performance has been far stronger than we ever anticipated it would be under these difficult circumstances. So we actually see the opportunity for us to invest deeper into our communities and do even more as we emerge from it. So we're, we're busy uh, looking at how to accommodate more growth in our local economy instead of uh, – there's, there's no bunker mentality here at Greylock, and I really don't see a bunker mentality within our regional economies here either. So we want people to know that we're still here for them, we're going to be here for them, and we'll be even stronger coming out the other side of this thing. Well, that is great stuff. Greylock Federal Credit Union is a gorgeous, vibrant, multi-service brand, banking, investments, technology, insurance. Speaking about coming out from COVID-19 stronger, what else is on the horizon for the credit union? Well, during COVID, we, a couple of the things that we got done, when I say we, I mean our, the fabulous teams that we have. We have an a full service insurance agency for personal lines and commercial lines. We actually acquired uh, another agency during in the middle of the pandemic. Um, that's been very successful. We're, we're honored to welcome uh, a lot of new team members into our insurance agency. In addition, we opened a new branch in the middle of the pandemic. We serve uh, Columbia County, New York, uh, that's parts of upstate eastern New York. And we opened a brand new beautiful branch in Hudson, New York, uh, back in February, actually. So the fact that our teams were able to accomplish things like that um, you know, in the middle of the pandemic tells me that, that just as we've uh, grown by being responsive to the needs of our community, we'll continue to grow um, as, our, as our regional economies rebound. We also, you know, during the course of 2020, we're, we're very invested in financial coaching and community development outreach. And we held 
over 1,800 free financial coaching sessions during the pandemic. 1,000 people attended free seminars. These are in English and in Spanish. So you can see the kind of, uh, that, the fact that we're able to do that in 2020 tells me that we'll be able to grow those services even more in the future. And those services really mean a lot to folks. We're trying to build their credit profile or rebuild their credit profile. We're just trying to be uh, welcomed into the U.S. financial system. Uh, like a lot of Americans, I spent a lot more time at home during the pandemic, as I'm sure you probably did. Was there any uh, movie or series or show that maybe you discovered on one of the streaming services that you really, really enjoyed that you might not have discovered otherwise? Well, yeah, so <laughs> last night my wife and I watched the last episode of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> now, Parks and Recreation is a sitcom, of course, that, that ended years right. ago, but my wife and I had never streamed anything. We had never streamed anything before the pandemic started. Our kids are very active with Netflix and all the other services, so they really right. trained us up back in March of 2020. And lo and behold, um, we were paying for all this stuff, and my wife and I were not using it. So right. we watched that whole series. We watched The Crown. These were just ways to, uh, to decompress, you know. And uh, we've seen a lot of great stuff produced by Nicole Kidman that's on all the different different channels. We were able to, for the first time in my life, I actually saw many of the Oscar-nominated movies. Uh, that's a rarity. <laughs> Very right. busy. Calendars normally going to lots of community events yeah. and fundraisers and stuff. Right. And, but here we are. You know, what are we going to watch tonight? Yeah. So <laughs> that is that how, is how great. You? It's so funny. It's funny that you mentioned. Well, uh, the, the, I'm actually uh, watching The Crown through again. To be fair, because I'm going to after yep. this. I've, I've said on this show many times that, in my opinion, the best show in the history of American television is Breaking Bad. I just just that's mm. my opinion. But yeah. Having watched the four seasons of The Crown, I'm about to, to change that, number one. I loved The Crown. I grew up collecting stamps. I saw pictures of the young Queen Victoria all the time. As a little kid, I actually had a little crush on Queen Victoria, Elizabeth, <laughs> Regina. And, and so I've really enjoyed that series. It's just beautifully done. And yeah. I, 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 I'm really thinking about maybe saying, to me, that is the best show on American television. And finally, finally, because your community and everybody here at the Power Performance wants to know, let's turn back the time machine for a second. If you had not gone into banking, is there another mm -hmm. career that you might have pursued? Well, I really enjoyed the career I was, I was engaged in, which was marketing communications and public relations. I had the great good fortune to work for some terrific Fortune 500 companies and also for a very large marketing and communications and advertising agency. And I learned a heck of a lot, and I, if I had not uh, redirected and joined Greylock, I might have kept right on doing that. As I said, my motivation, though, was really to reconnect at a grassroots level with community and, re and help strengthen community. Um, in my prior roles, I was traveling a lot and didn't really necessarily feel grounded or plugged in to any community, frankly, uh, but I did, it was a tremendous, I learned a lot from some great people. Um, and I probably, I may have just kept right on going with that. But my big motivation at that time was to be more embedded, you know, in something that uh, I was passionate about and could really build something meaningful over the long term. Um, I love what you said about no bunker mentality. I was in the uh, U.S. Army Airborne Infantry and there was never a mm. single training session on standing still. 
you're not supposed to stand yeah. still when things get tough. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there's just no, there's not a single lesson, not a single class, not a single acronym for how a soldier stands still on the battleground. Because if you do, uh, you're not there for very long. But it sounds like you've yeah. taken that, that love of marketing and love of community and uh, really it sounds like a lot of passion for where you are to, to keep that Greylock Federal Credit Union brand uh, top of mind with your audience out there in beautiful uh, New England and, and upstate New York. And I just want to thank you so very, very kindly and commend you and your team for all the great work that you've done and let you know that you're always welcome back on this program. Thank you, John Bissell, for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you for your service to our country, and thank you for having me out today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was a great job, right? Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week with the banking coach, John Wilkening, who's going to tell us how to bank like a champion today and every day. The great cannabis banking show coming up with Sunday Seafried. The Drop the Mic, the last word in mortgage podcast show with Michael Ferraro. And anything else we can think of. Once again, thank you, everybody at Greylock. Bravo, bravo, bravo on a gorgeous elegant, beautiful brand. And again, my name is Jason Dyes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.